Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Irish NFL show. It is time for the Week 18 preview show, uh, sponsored by Cassidy Travel. Just uh, if you want to get uh, playoff uh, packages or indeed Super Bowl packages, you can check them out, and we'll we'll leave you all the links in the uh, podcast after this and all of our socials as well. You can find it. Um, tonight, we have the full house, the full crew here. We've got Colm, Brian, Mark, and Christina. Welcome all to the show. And I think before we start talking about this upcoming weekend's football, I think it would be foolish for us not to make mention of the shocking uh, incident with Demar Hamlin on Monday night football game where he went into cardiac arrest. Now, mercifully, in the last hour before we just went on air here, we heard that there's encouraging signs and he is... um, awake i think he's communicating by writing i think he even asked who won the game which is which is a sort of a spirited moment um but obviously there's a huge long way to go for the young man and obviously our thoughts are with him and his family and indeed uh his uh uh, pay, uh fund me which is now sort of being converted into a, a grander uh funding operation has taken in something close to just over seven million dollars so it's an incredible response out there so um, big shout out to Demar Hamlin and the Bills, and we'll see what the impact is for football down the line now that the game has been uh, rescheduled, obviously, and we don't know when. But let's get to this week's games, and I guess we'll start with this sort of, we're coming into the climax of the season here, um, uh, an interesting weekend ahead, and I think we're going to start with looking at the Chiefs at the Raiders. So uh, Chiefs are obviously battling to make the number one seed. There's um, there's obviously many permutations there, uh, especially considering what happened on Monday. But um, the Raiders season is over. But, you know, Chiefs sometimes make a mess of things. And then sometimes Mahomes does magical things. Um, so let me turn first maybe to you, Mark. What do you make of this game and how do you think it's going to go? Um, well, it is, as we often say, still a divisional game and the divisional rivalries when teams are playing each other twice a year are less predictable, shall we say, although um, we've seen many, many uh, years like less talented divisional rivals continue to frustrate and thwart more talented teams within their division. And some of it's, you know, familiarity breeds contempt and some of it's just that they match up well in the circumstances. Um, for me, this this game, obviously, the Raiders are mathematically eliminated. There are 19 teams, technically, as we go into the weekend, who could still qualify for the playoffs, still technically win the Super Bowl. Um, that kind of parity is delight, I'm sure, to Roger Goodell and the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Raiders are not one of them. And if you're a Raiders fan, you are probably looking back on this season with fingers over your eyes, kind of wondering how did it happen. They have blown one five... 10-point-plus leads in the second half of games, um, and they must be wondering how it all went wrong. Um, Jared Stidham had an amazing debut starting performance last week, and they will be looking for more of the same from him to question and explore. Could he be a viable option next year? But the drama with the Raiders is going to be the off-season. They've 60 more minutes of football, and I cannot personally see a world in which the Chiefs completely take their foot off the gas, especially, in fact, against the divisional rival with so much at stake for them in terms of that precious buy. There is only one bye week now with the seven teams in the playoffs, and they want to give themselves every opportunity to take it. 
Um, but for the, for the Raiders, the, the drama's just beginning. What are they going to do with Derek Carr? All of those great off-season stories. I'm looking forward to that part of the pie for them uh, after yeah. minutes. Let's see how that goes. Brian, agree, disagree? What do you? How do you see this one shaking out? No, I agree, Mark. I think the Chiefs. I think we're not. I think we'll be all in unison on this game that we all feel the Chiefs will win. Mark has talked about the the nature of divisional games. When in fact the Chiefs are five and zero in the division this year, but every single one of those games have been by one score. And we've seen over the course of the last three weeks where they played the Broncos twice, Texans. Saw last week's game against the Broncos again. Sorry, where all close games. And they seem to be playing down to opposition more so than kind of shooting ahead and winning by a comfortable margin than which we would expect from this strong Chiefs side. The Raiders always play the Chiefs tough. They beat them a couple of years ago in in uh, in Kansas City. Then the following game, they need to beat them again. And then last year, similar type of scenario. And even this season, you know, that game was there for the Raiders. I think it was a Thursday night football game. Uh, Monday night football game, sorry. And Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. And they went for a two-point score at the end instead of taking an extra point and going to overtime. I see all similarities in this game. Uh, be interested to see how Jared Stidham progresses this week. Brandon Whitehouse successfully was last week in a game for the Raiders, which nobody gave them much of a chance last week. And it's similar enough for type of game. The margin in terms of the, the line in the, the bookies is quite similar. I think the Chiefs will win. I think it'll be a high scoring affair on Saturday night. And I think the Raiders will, will put a good account of themselves up. But unfortunately, they'll suck them up short. And the Chiefs will do what they have to do despite the circumstances of the week to make sure that they're in a position to take the number one seed if that's the way it plays out. Fair enough. Uh, Christina, your pick? Chiefs. Chiefs. It's plain and simple. Column, your pick? Chiefs. Chiefs. I mean, even I, who know very little about football, would pick the Chiefs. But then again, I like the Chiefs. I, I kind of want them to win the Super Bowl because I like Patrick Mahomes. But anyway, that doesn't really matter, does it? Okay, Great stuff. So full house, everybody picking the Chiefs. Um, and then let's move on to the game two on Saturday night, the late game. Um, and this one is for the AFC South. This is the Titans on the road, or the Titans versus um, Jacksonville. Am I right in thinking? Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to hear a little bit about this one. Uh, there's the resplendent uh, flowing locks of um, Trevor Lawrence, right? Isn't he in, involved here? Um, that's all I know about the team. Um, but maybe Colm, enlighten me a bit more. Other than the the follicles that are on show here, what's what can we expect from the game? This this could be the game of the weekend because it is win and in. There are no permutations that anyone has to worry about. Uh, you all you have to do is go out there and get the victory. Divisional rivals, uh, Doug Pedersen, and the Titans have the big boys uh, back. You wonder how fit they are, uh, but they are all going to be out there because if they they don't win, then um, it is uh, go home time for for them. So we're going to see uh, Simmons out there. We're going to see Derrick Henry out there, um, but who will we see at QB for the Titans? And that I think is ultimately where this game could be uh, won and lost. We have seen Trevor Lawrence kind of ascend to, potentially you could certainly make um, a valid argument that he has been a top five QB in the past six, seven weeks. And ultimately, I think that is what makes the the difference. I said it the other night, no team uh, who uh, didn't win a game in December has made the playoffs previously, 
I do not see that changing. I think that uh, despite uh, all that went on last year and the fact that uh, we saw Jags fans with their clown masks and they have the GM in situ, uh, who remains, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of a controversial figure, but in Doug Pedersen and Trevor Lawrence, they have a formidable duo. And I think that injuries have taken their toll on the Titans. And I am going to say that the Jaguars are going to the playoffs. All right, Jaguars to the playoffs. Christina, what is your take on it? Do you think Trevor Lawrence and his wonderful hair will take them there? That was I definitely think he will, for sure. I'm really excited about this matchup. Just before we came on air, they did say that Derrick Henry is coming off the IR list. So excited about this matchup, for sure. The Jags haven't been to a playoff or won the AFC South since 2017. A little bit shorter than what the Jags have had. But you know what? I really can't see past Trevor Lawrence this week. They had a matchup in week 14, I believe. And that's when Cullum used the word he ascended. Because ever since that weekend, it's just been nonstop Trevor Lawrence. We've been talking about how amazing he is. So definitely, it's going to be the Trevor Lawrence show come this Saturday night. Trevor Lawrence show. Okay. Um, your pick, Brian? Jags all the way. Jags all the way. Mark, your pick? Rawr. Jags. Rawr. Jags. Okay. Very good. I'm sure uh, it was a, the good place, the sitcom, where uh, Jason Mendoza was an obsessive fan of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He'd be delighted with this, I'm sure. I'm sure he'd love Trevor Lawrence as well. How could you not? Okay, as we all do. All right, let's move on to the Sunday games at 6pm. And just a reminder, folks, if you're if you're watching us, um, uh, throw comments in. Let us know. And let us know what you think of Trevor Lawrence's hair, uh, for that matter. But football too. Uh, um, so the next game we're going to talk about is the Vikings at the Bears. So the Vikings need uh, to win this one to have any hope of taking back the two seed, from what I understand. Uh, likely to be the three seed, if, if I'm right, even if, even if they win. And, uh, well, the Bears season, probably the less said about that, the better. The Bears. So uh, who's going to get the win here? Maybe I'll go to you, Mark, and give us your thoughts on this one. Yeah, um, you summed up very nicely there, Kelly, uh, uh, at the start. I mean, like, the Vikings, they're all but locked in. They would need Arizona to beat San Francisco to give them an opportunity to leapfrog up into the second seat. So if all goes according to plan, they stay in the third, but San, uh, San Francisco's in second. They all win on wildcard weekend. They're uh, traveling up the road, uh, up the road, across country to Santa Clara, rather than being able to home, host them at home. Some might say that's only uh, fair and proper, given their performance in some big games this season. And yet again, last week, we saw another uh, goose egg, duck egg, whatever you want to call it, being laid by them in that big game against the Packers. I mean, last game of the season against the Bears. Bears haven't had a great season. We had a brilliant um, little glimpse of Justin Fields and adjusting the offense to him. But bear in mind, this is the first time there's a potential the Bears will lose this weekend. It'll be the first time in franchise history they've ever lost 14 games in a season. Of course, the seasons didn't used to be 16 games long, didn't used to be 17 games long, but even still, it is a low mark in futility um, that they could potentially set. But then... They are hoping the Houston Texans might win, and therefore they somehow sneak into the first pick in the draft. But other than that, they're uh, locked in for number two, at least. Um, being honest, the Vikings have beaten the bad teams. They've lost against all the good teams. And probably the most interesting facet for me here, Cal, is 
they are going through even more shuffles on their offensive line. Their backup center broke his leg last week, so they're going to be bedding in a third center. Right tackle went down as well, so they're going to be shuffling the line, trying to find a combination that works, and frankly, trying to build a bit of momentum up for the playoffs. Because like I said, I mean, all things going to plan than winning a playoff game and the, the wildcard game, Wildcard teams going into the Vikings, um, and it could well be your Giants, Brian. I think it's almost weighed up in that regard. Um, aren't going to be afraid of going up against them. They've seemed, for a 12-win, 13-win team, very vulnerable. Um, so they're looking past this weekend, to be fair. Justin Fields won't be playing. Nathan Peterman will be in quarterback. So you could say the Bears potentially looking past this game as well. I see nothing but a Vikings win, but watch that offensive line gel and watch and see, are they going to build any kind of momentum going into the games that really, really count? Interesting. Column, I know you have some love for the Vikings as well, as does your household, but what, what do you see? Vikings win all the way? I, I think Mark is being a little bit harsh. They haven't only beaten the, the bad teams. They beat the Buffalo Bills, and they they beat the, the Packers. They, um, you know, I mean... That was an interesting one because they hammered the Packers in week one and obviously got absolutely destroyed. Where the issue for the Vikings has been, if it is a one-score game, um, they, then they're going to win. If it is anything above a one-score game, they are going to, to lose. So I think for, for them in the playoffs, if it is in the final two minutes of the fourth quarter and it is a, a one-score game, then it truly will be a squeaky bum time for their opponents. Look, for the, the Bears, this is entirely about next year. They have a huge amount of, of cap space. I mean, going into the season, people had talked about the struggles that the Bears were going to have, the fact that the offensive line in particular um, looked like a, a disaster. And if they were to get the number one pick, well, that could make things very interesting indeed as to what they might do. But that's a debate for another day. Realistically, this should be the Vikings uh, doing enough and the Bears getting down to, to brass tacks and sorting out the future of the franchise. Fair enough. And your pick, Christina, for this one? I'm going with the Vikings. I can't see past it. Can't see past the Vikings. Brian? Bears fans praying for a Texans win to get the number one pick in the draft. Vi Vikings to win country. Vikings, Vikings all the way. Okay, very good. Vikings full house then. Um, all right, let's move on then to the 6pm game then, the Pats at the Bills. Uh, this one's going to be, I mean, very hard to call here given what happened on Monday. The Bills have to go out and play a game of football um, and, you know, uh, that's that's got to factor into this. So maybe Christina, take your uh, opinion on this one first. Uh, given that you're a Patriots fan, I suppose that could be uh, a weird one for you to tackle. But let's hear what you have to say. I know it's one of those ones where I'm on the fence. I really want to say Pats are going to do it, but I really can't see past the Bills, especially with the last 72 hours that we've all been witnessing for sure. Look at Josh Allen has been a real big handful for the Bills defense this year. He's been really, really good. I just don't think that the Pats defense is going to be able for the offense that's going to come with it, for sure. It depends on what Mac Jones comes out to play, for sure, whether we're going to be able to put a lot of points up on the board. But again, I really can't see past 
pills doing it this week. I'm really hoping for redemption. And I'm hoping Mark might chime in and say something. But I, I can't. I, I'm just being silent now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Brian, what's your take on it? Do you have any additional thoughts on that? I picked the Patriots to beat the Bills when they played at the start of December. And um, I was ruining my losses the following day. It was a, it was a silly mistake of mine. The Bills won 24-10. They roasted the Patriots when they played in the AFC wildcard game. Their last January, 47-70, and, and even gave the Patriots a good roasting in the game in Foxborough. Um, for a couple of weeks earlier, there was obviously the, the adverse weather game in Buffalo last year, which was a bit of a free-for-all, and the Patriots came out on top. But Katrina's rightly called them out. I mean, and Merck's well aware of this, and we spoke about it throughout the course of the season. This Patriots offense is just so inconsistent. And this is the type of game, if the Bills are not emotionally um, sweet, you know, clouded by what's happened this week and their heads are switched on and they're fully focused on the game. There's, there's no reason why the Bills can't win this game and you're asking the Patriots offence that has stored throughout the course of the season to potentially go up and down the field and match them probably point for point. And to me, that would be in the 30s and I just don't see how the Patriots offence can do that. So for me, it's a Bills win. As long as the enormity of the week that's with that will be safe for everybody and for those players in particular doesn't get too much for them on the day and they're focused on the game, they should win this game. Bills for me. Yeah, Bills for you. Colm, how about you? Do you think do you think that's the same, or do you think the emotion of it might be too much? Uh, I, I Undoubtedly it'll play in Ella, but um, we saw a photograph uh, just before it came on, and we had seen, obviously, Bills players distraught, uh, given what happened on Monday. But photograph of Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen both smiling, and I think the news out of um, Cincinnati is fantastic. And I think that uh, the Bills will want to go out and make a statement uh, for uh, DeBar and their, you know, I, I think they're a fantastic football team um, anyway. Um, but I think this will probably be uh, additional motivation. So, yeah, the Bills for me. Bills. And Mark, how about you? What's your pick there? You go for the Bills as well? Uh, yeah, Orchard Park is going to be full of emotion this week. Mm-hmm. No, I can go positively and negatively. I choose to look at it through a positive uh, light. I remember the uh, Ireland-England rugby game at Croke Park where you can say there's mm-hmm. a charged atmosphere full of emotion. And I turned to somebody straight after the national anthems and said there ain't no way England are winning this rugby game. It was just impossible because the players were just supercharged by the environment. I actually think Ultra Park and the outpouring of love and the support of their home fans will actually have that impact. And Bills, for me, will 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 defeat the Patriots. Not the case. So Bills all around. I mean, I suppose the fact that uh, there's positive news coming out, they're going to be very boosted by that. So you'd, you'd hope that they kind of return to their, their winning ways and do it for him. Okay, very good. Uh, well, then we're going to move on to the Jets at the Dolphins. So... Uh, Maybe without me uh, setting it up, I might just turn over to you, Brian. Uh, paint the picture for us. What's what's the possible outcomes here? What's what's at stake? It's a bit of an unknown right now because at, at this, I suppose, at the time of recording in live show, we don't really know who's going to play quarterback for the Dolphins. Um, I mean, the tickers there, the Dolphins will get into the playoffs on the base of the results on which we're selecting there with everybody going for the Bills. If, if that's the case, then the Dolphins only have to win this game to land the seventh seed. And they're going up against the Jets team and um, we're going to steal one of Christina's stats from from her earlier betting show, in which the Jets are five and zero this season against backup quarterbacks. Well, in fact, they could be playing against the third 
quarterback at the weekend because Tua realistically is out with his concussion situation. Uh, there's no stars really on Teddy Bridgewater and even when he does play he seems to go out of games as quickly as in them. So they could be relying on Skyler Thompson who played the last game against the Jets and had a difficult day. But this Jets team have really fallen off the wagon in the, in the second half of the season and more so defensively which was a really strong focus point for them earlier in the season in particular the run game and like Mike McDaniel was brought in there because he was supposed to be a running back guru and he, he was always going to focus on the run. He's gone away from the running game. And imagine, bear in mind how poor the Jets have been against the run on Sunday, he might revert back to trying to focus on a three-headed monster in his run game because of his quarterback situation as well. I, I see it as a low-scoring game. Uh, Mike White, from a Jets perspective, I think is playing with a lot of injuries. You know, they were throwing him back in because of the Zach Wilson quarterback situation is, is terrible there as well. So with nothing to play for, I can see one of the Jets with enough to upset one of their rivals and knock them out of playoffs but I can't see I think the Dolphins would edge a close one I think it'd be a very low scoring game and I think the Dolphins will just do enough Fair enough spoken like a true Giants fan Okay Colm uh, what's your take on it Jets Dolphins uh, the, There was an interesting um, and I thought it's somewhat crazy report come out uh, earlier in the week Cal had said that if the Dolphins were to miss the playoffs then uh, all things could be on the table, including moving on from Mike McDaniel. Um, who knows? Stephen Ross might be that dumb. Um, this is a man who, you know, um, has got caught with his hand in the till on a number of occasions. And if the owner's group wasn't a billionaire's boys club, um, he would have actually suffered some um, repercussions. But, you know, we know those things simply don't happen when you're an owner of an NFL team. Um, the... The Jets are in search of a quarterback and the uh, vote, the dreaded vote of confidence that they gave to Zach Wilson uh, sounded awfully like what we heard from the Cardinals when they told us they were going to stick with Josh Rosen. Um, not happening. They will be moving on. Absolutely. Um, uh, we will have to see what happens with uh, Tua and obviously the, the medical issues there. But um, I, I just... I can't believe in a Dolphins team that doesn't have Tua at QB. And for that reason, despite how beat up the Jets team are, I'm going to, to say they win it. But that isn't said with a huge amount of conviction. Okay. So we have one each. Christina, your pick on this one? I'm going to go with the Jets. I can't see past the fact that Tua and Teddy are just so injury prone, not coming back. Um, it's one of the most heated rivalries that's there. They've met 114 times. And I just think it's going to be a Jets win. Jets win. And then, Mark, how about you? Uh, is it going to be the team that's lost the last five in a row or is it going to be the team that's lost the last five in a row? Uh, it's literally that coin flip uh, to do, Calais. Um I've changed my mind 60 million times on this. I will say... The Jets, just for the crack of it, with the Steelers game. Just for the crack, good yes. man. All right, so we we have a uh, we have a little bit of a split a split here on 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 some of these, but uh, okay, we'll see where it goes. Um, I think there's bigger, broader discussions that the NFL really needs to be having around health and safety. If I'm perfectly honest, based on what I've seen this season, but that's a whole other kind of podcast, I suppose. All right, let's move on. So we're going then now to the Browns at the Steelers. And the Steelers are on this great run similar to last season's end. And uh, 
I know, Christina, you have a Steelers fan in the house, so maybe I'll go to you first. Where where do you see this one going and uh, how biased are you going to be on this one? Oh, I'm not biased at all. I'm really adamant. <laughs> you should see my face when I was standing in Pittsburgh week two when Pat absolutely bashed them. It was br- it was the best day of my life, 100%. Um, I, <laughs> I actually cannot see past the Steelers this week. This is a rematch from week three. Steelers, Steelers and Browns have always been, you know, a rivalry that's always there. It's been ongoing for quite a long time. Look at this, their last chance to have another winning game at home. It's their last chance to close out a winning season for Mike Tomlin. And I really can't see past Kenny Pickett dominating. There's talks that, you know, there's going to be a lot more stronger team on the ground. We've got a young team. They've gelled together, as we mentioned, a few weeks back. And then we've got that defense that's just really coming into its own over the last few weeks. I'm just going to go with the Steelers for sure. Go with the Steelers for sure. Okay, Mark, what about you? Steelers for sure or Browns? The for sure thing is throwing me, Christina. I'll, I'll be honest on that. <laughs> the for sure thing is like, what? I don't know. Um, it's fair, certainly fair to say when you look at the Browns, they've been powered by Nick Chubb. Their running game has been the consistent powering. Even since uh, the Cleveland quarterback, that's all I'm going to call him, came back from his suspension. Uh, he has been so inconsistent. It's been unreal. Like inceptions galore. Not running the ball well, not throwing the ball all well. Until the second half last week when he probably looked as cohesive uh, as he has in a long time and certainly with some of the Cleveland Browns colours. Um, you know, they're playing for next year. They're focused on that. But his continued evolution in that team and that offence will be something to monitor for good or bad. Um but certainly last last half, I mean, this, this season has almost been a write-off with him at quarterback. But actually, that second half last week, the throws were being made. He was threatening more as a runner. And all of a sudden, it starts to look a bit better and a bit more efficient and a bit more logical. Like the stats and the figures have been abysmal up till then. And so that team rides on Nick Chubb, rides on that defense. Um, we called that out at the start of the season. That defense has got to be a reason for it to win or lose. But the same, in many respects, could be said for the Steelers. That's exactly the formula that they've been leaning on, um, bringing on Kenny Pickett as a rookie qu- quarterback. You know, he's been getting more confident. George Pickens has been getting confident and been making great catches, but it's been driven by that defense. Najee Harris has been looking more and more. He looked very good last week, actually, so he's been looking more and more comfortable and confident. And no one is going to want to face the Steelers if they make it into the playoffs. By that combination, strong running game, quarterback that might give you a bit of magic from time to time, and a good defense, that's not attractive. A team on such a great winning run is never attractive to face up on in that regard. Um, I mean, I picked the Jets a second ago. I really probably should have gone for the Dolphins, but I picked the Jets. I picked the Bills to be the Dolphins. So in that regard, I've set up the scene perfectly for the Steelers through the magic and motion to win this game, to get through to the playoffs, and, you know, once you're in, who knows? Who knows what can transpire in relation to it? So I'll go for the Steelers, the win, and the magical Cinderella story to continue one more day. All right. Cinderella story continues for one more day. Okay. Uh, your pick, uh, Brian? Uh, I'm going to go with the Browns. I think the Browns are on uh, I was high on them last week, and I went against my head and picked the commandos. I won't make the same mistake this week, I think. <laughs> Dejan Watson, despite all the 
difficulty and everything that goes on in the background looked like the quarterback of all last week in that game I think we'd see something similar on Sunday and I think the Browns will win He's still a horrible human being but very well uh, the sporting uh, content counts uh, Okay and Colm uh, what about you what's your pick? For me it is the Steelers uh, they have something to, to play for and uh, when you know you have a coach in Mike Tomlin and the guys are kind of want to go out there and put in a performance uh, for him Saw him again. I thought he was uh, fantastic earlier in the week talking about uh, the situation in uh, Cincinnati and what we saw. And you can just see the, the passion, the emotion. And for that reason, I think the Steelers will do it. All right. Steelers to do it. Okay. Very good. Well, listen, we're going to do a couple of, we're going to just rip the bandaid off here. we got some quick fire ones coming up and I just want your picks. I don't want big thought philosophy think pieces. So we're going to start with the books at the Falcons, and I'm going to go Christina. Falcons. Mark. Box. Ryan. Falcons. Colum. Box. Okay. Next one. Texans at Colts. I'll reverse the order. Colum. Texans at Colts. Texans with a bit of regret Brian Colts Colts with a little chuckle Mark Texans Texans slightly languid delivery thank you and Christina Colts Colts Brian you you wanted to say something else didn't you it seems like these guys are trying to wish the Steelers into the playoffs this evening and they're not trying to wish the Bears into the number one Picking the numbers <laughs> I'm not going to fall for is there, is there a cartel of picks going on here? Something's going on today. I think someone's All right. dealing some Noted. funny looking cards or something. Noted. No further questions, Your Honor. Okay, we'll keep moving. Thanks, Brian, for that. Let's keep this rapid fire going. Panthers at Saints. I'm going to go to you, Brian. Why not? You've been calling out everyone else, so and let's hear what you think. I, I will leave it to Saints in this game. Saints. Colin, what about you? I'm going to go with the Panthers. Ah, oh, good man yourself. Okay, Mark. Panthers. Oh, I like you. Good man. Christina. Saints. Ah, boo. Okay, right. I know who my friends are in this podcast. That's fine. Um, Thank you very much, everybody. Okay, and then we have one last one on the quick fire. <laughs> uh, no, I love you all. It's fine. Uh, Chargers at Broncos. So uh, uh, let's go for that one. And I will go to you, Mark. Uh, Chargers. Uh, Chargers, okay. Uh, Christina. Broncos. Broncos, okay. Uh, Brian. Chargers. Chargers, okay. And Colm. Chargers. Oh, through gritted teeth. <laughs> that hurt, I'm sure it did. Okay, very good. Thank you for uh, indulging the rapid fire. That was very rapidy and fiery. So good stuff. All right, listen, uh, Brian, I know there's been comments coming in. You've been flashing some of them up. It's it's great to see. Are there any other comments we'd like to just throw up here while we while we move on to the next round of games? Oh, God, there's loads in here to me. Um, I'll give Keith a go. Uh, Keith's Tambo. I can see it now. Skyler knocked out a game in the fourth play. Mike Lennon. Yeah, Mike Lennon um, is a very poor quarterback in the NFL. And I've experienced him play for the Giants last season. 
he's picked up by the uh, Dolphins this week. He's on their practice squad. He may activate on Sunday as a back backup quarterback. So um, if if Mike Lennon is playing in this game come Sunday for the Dolphins, um, rest assured the Steelers and the Patriots fans will be popping bottles of champagne whilst they're playing in their own games. That's Mike Lennon sounds like a guy who plays like centre forward for a local hurling team. A Mike Lennon there now at the ball. He's uh, like a younger version of, of Cody. That's where he looks like. I think Kenny Merger. That's what he. Okay. Right. Good to know. Thank you. Go on. Keep going with the comments. I think, Brian, the one the, the one to put up is the the talking point from uh, earlier today. Now, whether it happens or not, but Keith had one about the potential. Uh, for an eight seed. Now, there's been speculation. I think it is unlikely, but speculation about an eight seed wouldn't just be in the AFC, could be in the NFC also. Um, I, I will say, even as a Broncos fan, if half the teams in the league, literally 50%, were to get into the playoffs and Russell Wilson was not amongst them, that would be objectively hilarious and for that reason I want to see Roger Goodell make it happen as unlikely as I think it is and would this be for next season then as Ottoman no this would this would be this would be for right I, I think it would be incredible Cali because it would be an amazing curveball because you've had all these teams that have kind of rested starters that have done all sorts of things this was a way of potentially because the Bills and the, the Bengals game is like is going to be see. this is if it was declared a no contest. It's unlikely, but it would be magnificent chaos. And magnificent yeah. side mark. Yeah, please, please, yeah. I think it's particularly unlikely. If that's a change to the playoff format, even in the circumstances, it requires the consent of the NL LPA, the NFL Players Association. And likelihood, even in the circumstances, obviously with their stated case of like trying to re reduce the impact on players and reduce the games, etc., um, they'll want their pound of flesh and like not yeah. having to an agreement so quickly. So that would be the main reason I'd say not. TV companies would love it. Can you imagine the basketball would go on to what show that extra playoff game as well? Yeah, that's that seems that seems madness. Now, I've always thought it was strange to have a sport where you can't get relegated, but it'd be like in the middle of a soccer season though, there's only two teams getting relegated from the Premier League this year. Or there's there's two people are gonna win it. You know, it, it seems mad. But American sports are mad. Um, okay. Uh, um is there any other comments we want to throw in or will we keep going on? I think we'll probably crack on. Will we oh wait, sorry, we'll start more. Just one more. This is this is around the Jags. Colin was fortunate he got to see the Jags be beaten by the Broncos. This season in Wembley, but Colin can also take consolation from his three trips to the UK this year because he got to see the Vikings who are in the playoff, he got to see the Giants, and potentially the Packers who will be in the playoffs, and he also got to see the Jags who look like could be in the playoffs come come the weekend. So all is not lost. You saw and the great the great Trevor Lawrence's hair in person. How about that? And it is, it, it is truly, Kala, it is as spectacular in 3D as it is mm -hmm. in 2D. Even even more magnificent. I mean, they may have to build a statue just to the yeah. hair. I, I think yeah, it's in yeah, talks yeah. to take over from Jimmy Fallon when he steps aside. I think the adjective we're looking for is luxuriant, I think is what luxuriant. that hair is. Kala, just yeah. on this, one thing is I got the joy of watching the Giants come back from that game in a Dallas sports bar. And if you can imagine the location that were less happy to see <laughs> Giants come back and win a game, you, you'd be doing well. There were two other comments that popped up, and for the benefit of the podcast, I'll call out because I thought they were really good points. 
Um, some gentlemen brought up the point about the fact that the Lions, with the season they've had, the opportunity potentially to do against playoffs, they've still got the Rams picks to look forward to. So they're still at the moment looking at the sixth pick in the draft on top of the season mm-hmm. they had, on top of their own pick, which is a great, strong position to continue to evolve. And I think it was Jeff as well put up the point, and we've talked about it. Mike Tomlin still has never had a losing season in the NFL, and this weekend could backdoor his way into a 9 8 record and still maintain that amazing record along the way. That's so that's always worth pulling out. Yeah, pretty impressive. Okay, well, listen, let's uh, move on then to a couple more games here then. So we're going to go to the Ravens at the Bengals. I mean, admittedly, uh, I would imagine there's some emotion there for the Bengals as well. Like they were involved in that whole uh, highly televised Monday night uh, situation. But again, uh, I don't know how that plays into this game. You're the expert. So maybe enlighten me, uh, Colm, on this one. Where where do you see this going between the Ravens and the Bengals? Yeah, this is obviously um, a huge divisional game as well. But undoubtedly, there will be uh, some, you know... Um, there has to be a lot of emotion. There has to to be an impact of of what happened on Monday night. Seeing um, the the player go go down it doesn't matter that it was a, an opposition player, um, and and even today, you know, you had T Higgins and all of the media scrum around him asking him how he uh, felt and the fact that he has been speaking with the the parents. So it hasn't been. Um, a normal week for them. They had there's no you know to to prepare, um, and they're they're going up against a, a divisional rival will be very very tough. But I I would say that the the Ravens, Lamar Jackson missed practice again today, and I think this Ravens side are, I don't, I I don't even know if you'd say that they're like. They're not. They're not even forty percent. Whether they're twenty five percent of what they are on offense, um, without Lamar, he he really is the heart and soul of that team. And for that reason, I it seems very unlikely he's going to play. I I just don't think they score enough points. The teams that they have beaten without Lamar, um, have been teams who themselves haven't been able to put up points, and that is not the Bengals. So. Um, I think that the the Bengals will get this, and the Bengals will have the AFC North. Okay, uh, Brian, maybe um, Colum's making the point there about Lamar. Do you think that's that's a deciding factor for you as well? Um, I, well, that and I, I would throw in a couple of other points that I think are decisive. I mean, Kelly, Kelly Hamill came out yesterday. <clears throat> excuse me, a Ravens player. He said that they found the week difficult because of the. <clears throat> excuse me. Because of the player situation, obviously with the Bengals and, and the Bills and what's happened, all the players in the league are struggling. But the fact that they didn't know up to, until late last night the game was going to go ahead at the original time when it was scheduled because it factors into their plans. And right now they're a team out of sorts. Um, it's a bit unusual for the Ravens. Like We've seen over the past few years they kind of fizzled away towards the back end of the season. A lot of that down with the injuries. And there's a lot of similarities again. And the last three games in particular, like they, they lost to the Browns. They'd lost to the Steelers obviously last week. And in between that to be a Falcons team, but they struggled in that game. They're completely out of form, but yet they've been in the playoffs and locked into playoffs for the past two weeks. And if the Bengals are switched on for this game, and again, mostly right for this game, they should win this game come three. In a strange way, I mean, probably sounds a bit harsh me saying this, the Bengals are kind of have a, a little bit of a mini boy week because there was only one drive and two plays in that in his, his second drive when the game was over effectively. I know everything that's gone on, but 
they, when you come to this stage of the season in terms of freshness, like they will go into this game as only as long as what we said about the Bills is the same and consistent with the Bengals that they have their, switch, their heads switched on and don't get mostly caught up in what's happened this week. There's no reason why they shouldn't be in this game, bearing in mind how injury ravaged the Ravens are. So it's a Bengals win for me. I think this game probably could be one of the easier wins of the weekend despite the, the division that it is that normally play to their lot closer. I think the Bengals will win comfortably. So Bengals for you as well. Christina, what about you? Can't see past the Bengals this weekend. Can't see past the Bengals this weekend. Mark, Bengals? Wow, Bengals. Rar Bengals. I like the, uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, Mark does a mean claw type action there when he gives us that. Okay, very good. Um, All right, let's move on to the 9pm slate of games then. So Giants at the Eagles. Um, uh, so I'm not even going to give the preamble here. Maybe let's uh, just jump into it because uh, I know that there's a fair bit at stake and then also there's all kinds of excitement coming uh, after this week. But um, talk to me then about this one, Mark, and what's what's on the line and what, what can what difference it can make. Oh, well, Colly, uh, Colly, um, Dolly Parton used to sing to us about nine to five. It's not quite nine to five in this game, but it's one to five. That's really what's on the line. The Eagles could go from the one seed all the way tumbling down to the fifth seed uh, if they slip up in this game. They slip up and the Cowboys win. The Cowboys take the division. The Eagles only get in through the back door of the wild card. Now, we talked a little bit when we were talking about the Vikings about building up momentum. There are certainly teams that have won Super Bowls with a complete loss of momentum in the last few weeks of the season. I remember the Saints, they were 13-0. and They finished the season with three consecutive losses, 13-3. and Still went on and won the Super Bowl that year over the Colts. So it's not beyond the realms of possibility. But certainly the events of the last two weeks, losing to the Cowboys with their backup quarterback is understandable and rational and, you know, somewhat reasonable, you would say. Losing to the Saints in the manner they did last week is certainly far less excusable uh, and... You know, we are dealing again with a divisional game. Two of the three games other than that Saints game the Eagles have lost this year have been divisional games to the Commanders and the Cowboys. Um, But it is all on the line here. This is a very big swing if they open this door. The one benefit for them, of course, is that the Giants have secured their playoff spot. The Giants have secured the sixth seed. They are immovable. I think there's no permutation. There is no permutation when they catch up to the fifth. There's no permutation when they get caught out. So they are locked and loaded. And there will be a question for Brian Dayball and that team as to how much they rest their starters. Do they rest their starters? Do they do they give them a half and then take them out? And that could have a dynamic. The one nuance, and Brian will remember this very vividly, of course, that I always bear in mind is a couple of years ago, the Eagles famously uh, rested... Uh, a number of players and tall players in a game that was a divisional game, the big Sunday night primetime finish of the season, which ensured that the Commanders took the uh, NFC East over the Giants. It was the Commanders, wasn't it, Brian? Yeah, just just reliving the pain for you. And there was a great degree of angst, uh, especially on New York Sports Radio, about the activity of the Eagles and doing that and how dare they and they should play to the final whistle and they shouldn't have rested them with the game with such implications. So um, there might be an interesting insight as to the reaction in Philadelphia, the reaction in Dallas, if uh, the, the Giants take a view on this game in a different way. But look, um, 
it's going to be uh, it's all aligned for the the Eagles. The Giants really, literally, figuratively have nothing to lose except for an impact on their record uh, in, in relation to it. So pressure on Philly. All right, but you're calling Philly, nevertheless. I'm oh, sorry. Yes, I should give you my pick. Yes, I am. Yeah, they will live up to that pressure, and they will actually win the game. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Colin, what would you add to that, if anything, on the this matchup? Well, the I suppose Philly is notorious for the fact that it doesn't care about the opinions of anybody outside of Philly, and for that reason. Um, they very often take a lot of flack. Their players take a lot of flack. Fans of the city take a lot of flack. But Kayvon Thibodeau has made himself uh, a little bit of a public enemy number one across the, the league this week with his comments about the uh, sack celebration last week. And Jeff Saturday came out and was none too happy. Uh, and Thibodeau, um, and you'd have to say being um, you know very facetious and, and, and tongue-in-cheek, uh, you can take it different ways, but I, I would imagine, um, you know, probably Brian, Brian Dable would, that's the type of stuff that you, you really, you could just do maybe without, without the distraction of uh, the Eagles, I think would probably be delighted. The fact that the, the focus wasn't on them this week, that people weren't asking the question about Jalen Hurts and, um, whether he is going to play and, and Lee, uh, Lee Johnson. I still think Lane Johnson not playing is is a huge issue uh, for for the Eagles. And um, I, I think this is a game that will be very, very close. I think the fact that the Eagles have um, the, you know, the, the number one seed to play for should give them uh, an edge. But if Jalen Hurts doesn't make it, I don't have faith in, in Carter Renshu to get it done against the, a Giants uh, defense, as long, again, as long as they play the starters. But if I sit here right now looking at it, Jalen Hurts should play and the Eagles should just just about have enough to get over the line. Just about enough. Christina, what's your pick on this one? I agree. Sorry, Brian, I'm going to go with the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is due to be back this week. Okay, Brian... Giants fan, your heart says the Giants are going to win it, but what does your head say and what do you say right now? Uh, the Eagles will win. The, the Eagles will win. Okay, you're being pragmatic. Uh, well, you're in the playoffs anyway, right? You're okay. Fully focus on on whatever day they put them on the final week and making sure players are... Fo- focus on winning the Super Bowl, yeah. Okay, good stuff. <laughs> um, right, let's move on then. Uh, we've got the next one, which is... I'm sorry, I'm looking at my notes here. Uh, we've got the Cowboys at the Commanders, am I right? Um, so um, I might go to you, Christine, on this one first. Um, what's what's on the line for this and, and where do you see it going? Dallas obviously want to win the NFC East title. This is where they're going to go towards doing it. Um, look, at Dallas has been really well, doing really well over the last few weeks, especially with Dak Prescott. The running game has been playing really well. If we look at Washington, I don't know what quarterback is going to come out this week and be able to actually challenge the defense from the Cowboys. I really don't. Um, and that's why I'm going to go with Dallas. I just can't see past Washington. I've been reading a lot of reports over the last few days about poor Riverboat Ron being possibly a victim of Black Monday because of his conversation that happened over the week where he wasn't quite sure if he was going to make it or not to the playoffs. He wasn't thinking um, in that press conference. It could be a case that maybe he he didn't think could be a case that he wasn't informed but I just feel that he will have a lot of pressure on him after the, the showdown that happens this week for sure 
Fair enough. But you're calling it for the Cowboys, nevertheless. Yeah, okay. And how about you, Brian? What's your thoughts on this one? Obviously, Cowboys look like the big, strong contender here, but is there anything else to add? Um, well, the Commanders haven't won a game, but we're talking about Black Monday and whether Ron Rivera will, will remain in, in, in place there in terms of the head coach. They haven't won a game, so I remember 27th, and it's the fifth season in the row, which will have a losing record. For that, for me, would be the reason, as opposed to what's gone on over the past week. Yeah, Christ, fair enough. That's a little bit more valid than him not, not understanding the permutations. You know, I could I could give him the benefit of the doubt because they, they do these press conferences immediately after the game within five to ten minutes. So he may not have known the scores from other games that were going on at the same time. Absolutely. So. Plus, I talk to you every week and I haven't a clue what's going on. So, Ron Rivera, you know. <laughs> so, maybe Ron Rivera will step in for, for your next season. Yeah, great. Listen, come on over, Riverboat. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan of his. I think the boat will sink for the commanders on Sunday, especially with Sam Hill starting the quarterback, the rookie. He's going to be in at the deep end against the Cowboys defense that will likely feast on a, diff, you know, a struggling offensive line for the commanders, which has been abysmal all season. So it doesn't matter really who plays quarterback there. Nobody can do a job with those guys in front of them. Cowboys have to win. The Cowboys will take care of business. Jerry Jones said absolutely nobody. It's, it's amazing how Jerry Jones comes out and does all this stuff as if he's dead coach. Um, he said nobody will be rested come Sunday. We will go on out to win and we would play to the very end with honour stars. So, I can't say anything other than the Cowboys win on the road in Washington. Cowboys win all the way. Okay, Colm, your pick? Cowboys. Cowboys. Mark, yours? Um, the Commanders, I have to say this, Kelly, the Commanders have been losing record for five seasons, Brian, but they've still won more NFC East divisions in that time than the Giants have. So, just for Commanders fans, I'll make that, that comment back. Uh, the Cowboys will win, but it won't be Malik because the Eagles will win. And 19 years in a row, then, will have a different NFC East champion year to year. They've never go back to back. So, interesting. Okay, very good. Uh, let's move on to the Cardinals at the 49ers. Uh, what's on the line here? Maybe I'll go to you first, column on this one. Uh, help me understand what the matchup is here and what's, what's, what's going to happen. Well, for the Cardinals, this is essentially all about saying goodbye to J.J. Watt after uh, an incredible uh, NFL career. This will be it. And it may well be a farewell to their coaching staff as well. There could be uh, serious changes uh, afoot there. For the, the 49ers, it's uh, more of the, the same uh, I have described them as, um, you know, the, the bullies of the, the league. And you would have to say, I mean, given the how beaten up the Cardinals are, how everything has essentially uh, gone wrong. I mean, pick your pick your meanest, baddest bully and essentially going up against uh, the kid from Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Uh, that is what this game should be like and uh, the 49ers. Um, will I think ruin JJ Watt's farewell party? But uh, he says he's looking forward to uh, some Guinness afterwards. <laughs> Genuinely, <laughs> you know he loves he loves a good pint, does he? Okay, very good. Uh, and uh, maybe uh, let me hear your take on it then, Brian. Uh, I I suppose you're you're going with Forty ers as well. Yeah, absolutely. No. No concerns about this game. It's the NFL have done their utmost this weekend to put as many games to have kind of various in the results that will obviously be impact on one another, you know, in the same kind of window. But unfortunately, the Niners have been on the West Coast. The Vikings will play at six o'clock. 
the Niners will know it come nine o'clock that they have to go win this game to make sure they get the number two seed at a minimum. And potentially then, who knows what happens in Philly, they could end up jumping up to number one seed. There's a few little nuggets there for the weekend. The boast is on 17 and a half sacks for the season. Alden Smith has the record for the 49ers at 19 and a half sacks. Can I see Bosa getting two to three sacks and at least tying the record? Absolutely against a Cardinals team that are going nowhere. Brock Purdy should have a nice day. I'd imagine they'll know the Eagles are winning country come this second half and they may have to they may ease down and focus on the game, which they'll have the final week. But um it's unfortunate to see what kind of finish the season in, on a whimper with him for them because of the team he's playing for because he's had such a stellar career it would have been nice to see him go out potentially with a playoff game at least but not to be for a team that we all said last year haven't been in the playoffs we didn't see them returning to the playoffs but we certainly didn't see them having the poor season which they've had it's been very disappointing for Cardinals fans but for 49ers Conham is right there on it crest of a wave and they're going to be really difficult to stop in the playoffs difficult to stop in the playoffs okay Christina your pick Going with the 49ers, I'm still really sad I haven't gotten over the fact that JJ Watt is leaving. Ah, Perel, JJ Watt. And uh, Mark, what about you? Yeah, passing of the torch, Kelly, from JJ Watt to this year's Defensive Player of the Year, guaranteed, I, you know, Nick Bosa. Carl uh, Shannon during the week in the press conference said, uh, Bosa's not perfect. He's had four personal fouls this year. This is why his Madden awareness score is only a 99 and not a 100. So very tongue-in-cheek there, but yeah, definitely defense player year, 49ers all the way, 10 wins in a row. Very good. All right, um, and uh, Christian McCaffrey, I still haven't forgiven you, although if they get to the Super Bowl, I'll be cheering for him, maybe not for the team. All right, uh, let's move on to the Rams at the Seahawks. Uh, so Seattle need a win, and they got to hope for a Lions win, and I just, it feels like trying to solve... Uh, a Ryan Johnson murder mystery. Tell me what happens here, Colm, and what's 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 uh, the permutations on this Ram Seahawks one? Yeah, well, uh, the the Seahawks didn't want a chance. Seahawks potentially could imagine they could end up with the playoffs and the top three pick. Uh, what what a what a, a, a trade! What a season! And I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I think for the the Rams, um, you know, they have um. It's been an incredibly frustrating and disappointing uh, season. They have a lot to figure out in the offseason around the, the head coach and, and Aaron Donald. Um, Baker Mayfield took advantage of a, a bad, bad Broncos team. The Seahawks are not a bad team, and they have something to play for. It's the Seahawks winning this one for me. Okay, Seahawks for you. And then let's hear from uh, from uh, from Mark. Uh, what do you think? Seahawks or is it going to be the Rams? It is going to be the Seahawks, Color. Definitely. Make it interesting for Sunday night, but yeah, Seahawks. Make it interesting. Okay, let's get picks. I know Brian is gloating because he called out how many wins at the start of the season. What was it, Brian? Oh, I said they get nine wins, but I won't gloat too much because some of the other picks went by the wayside. But, uh... Okay, so they all even out eventually, I suppose. <laughs> I wouldn't say even Okay, fair enough. Not even that. Okay. Anyway, let's stick to this game. What do you reckon, Seahawks? Yeah, look, the Rams the Rams have had their good day out in the sun when they played the Broncos on Christmas Day, but of course their season has been derailed from a very early stage, I, I believe, to Seattle will do what they have to do to at least put themselves in a position to get a result on something like football to put them in the playoffs. Okay. And Christina, your pick? 
I agree with the guys. It's going to be Seahawks on Saturday, Sunday. You can't see past them at all. Okay, very good. And then uh, we're down to the Lions at the Packers. So if the Packers win, they're in the playoffs. If Edward Norton is a disruptor, I don't know, that's a glass onion reference. But anyway, look, let's let's hear from from Brian on this one. What's what's the story with this one and how does it play out? And do, do, am I still in the chance of getting an Eddie Murphy Detroit Lions jacket or is that all gone now? Well, you won't be if, if Seahawks take care of his. <laughs> okay, so I, I'll pick the Rams for that one then. So I might save the money to <laughs> Um Look, the Lions, unfortunately, could be playing come 20 past one in the morning with the, the, the news that they have been eliminated, which would be a crying shame because bearing in mind this team were one and six in one stage of the season and people were kind of questioning whether the dude, Dan Campbell, was uh, going to be the, the long-term solution there as head coach. We saw him on hard knocks at the start of the season when he was it was very entertaining but people were still questioning whether he was really going to be able to follow it through and put a team together and um, myself and Colin were fortunate we, we got to interview one of the Lions players just prior to season start and he he was speaking very highly of the head coach and the, and the coaching staff there and it has materialized really well but what's been a, a huge piece from this season is how well Jared Goff's played I mean he has had a fantastic season last weekend um, the Packers put up 41 points and Brennan were not them were on special teams but Rodgers was getting such plaudits around the fact that they were high scoring again but the Lions put up 41 points in, in their game against the Bears and nobody really goes on about it because we're so used to seeing this from the Lions they've put up 30 plus points in 5 of their last 8 games and he hasn't thrown an interception in the last 8 games and for a Packers team that have been doing really well defensively you know, I think in the last um, last they've had 12 turnovers in the last 5 games 9 of which have been interceptions so they feasted on other quarterbacks to put themselves in a position to win these games, to get back in with a chance and make the playoffs. But yeah, Gareth, Jared Goff hasn't turned the ball over. It'll be interesting to see if they can get the Goff of old this Sunday in a game that maybe they can get him off kilter and he'll throw interceptions, which will lead to the Packers winning the game. I would love to see the Lions win. I'd love to see the Lions make the playoffs, genuinely. But something the Packers have their rojo back right now. They were 4-8. and eight. They've run the table. I think they'll have too much on Sunday Night Football. And I win a very high-scoring game, and just just edge the Lions and make the playoffs. So you think the Packers to do it? Okay, Christina, give me your thoughts on this. I have to echo Brian with Goff for sure. He's just been an amazing QB this year. But what's really interesting is when he starts on the road, they play completely different games on the road with the offense. They actually start tricking the tight ends. They're able to cover everything, and it looks really, really well. The problem is, is that the defense with the Packers over the last few weeks have really found their feet and really found their form. And we've seen even with Aaron Rodgers' offense, they've started to really come out of themselves. They've just been playing a blinder. Can't see past Aaron Rodgers pulling something out of uh, a white rabbit out of a hat this week. I would love, like Brian, for the Lions to go ahead, but I think it's going to be the Packers just slightly ahead. Okay, Packers. White rabbits being pulled out to tame Lions. Uh, Rodgers immunizing. Lions, all of the above. Uh, let's get the picks then from Colm. What's your pick on this one? Packers. Packers, okay. And Mark, your pick? Screw it. Lions. Oh, 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 cat among the pigeons, along with all the rabbits and lions. Very good. Thank you for that. Um, all right. That is the end of the roster of games coming up. 